Welcome to the fucking show. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie, and this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. What up? What up? And uh, boy, do we have a fun one for you guys. Twitter has been going bananas. It's the holiday season. We should all be fat and happy right now i'm just fat we're working on the happy part (laughs) but what what, i don't know why i even fucking said that we do have my brother from another mother brett as always hopping on with me what's going on my man not much not much i actually went around did some christmas shopping today not Christmas shop, but finalize some stuff, you know, grab that last minute yeah. shit you need to. Yeah, I gotta get like the last bit of stuff tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I went and grabbed the beers I needed for the holidays so I don't have to stop up. Got my liquor, so we're ready to go. We're buzzing. Uh, lots to talk about on this episode as, you know, the sky is falling for my chicken little fans, but we'll, <laughs> I think we'll make it through it in first place in the Atlantic. I'm not sure. I think we'll make it through it though. First place in Atlantic, Jesus. So the way a lot of people are talking, they won't even make the fucking playoffs. Yeah, man. just completely ignoring. They have one of the best records in the league, but it's crazy. You know, it's... One one overtime loss can just ruin a franchise. Oh, you know, one, one overtime loss to the Minnesota Wild, who aren't even in the playoffs. You're done. You're done. Yeah, it's like you're missing one of your centermen. It's games like that you got to expect. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's the holiday season. Trying to get in the spirit, but all these scumbags on Twitter are just they 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 want the world to burn. Like, I mean, lighten up a bit. Holy shit. I mean, I I was going at it with some guy yesterday, Wednesday. Well, yeah, Wednesday. I was going I was going at him like Wednesday morning because he's like trade Debrusque, sign Phil Kessel. It's like, okay, well, let's bring in a 36-year-old aging Phil Kessel who isn't even wanted by any other teams right now. And let's trade DeBrusque for what? He wanted to trade him to Edmonton. And I said, what do you want to trade him to Edmonton for? He's like, I don't know. He's like, you live in your mom's basement. Shouldn't you know? Like, you you study all that stuff. Like, what are you talking about? And then, and then he's, like, calling me sensitive because I'm, I'm asking him what he wants in return. And he's like, I don't know, man. I just want him off my team because he's soft. It's like, okay, well. Uh, and then you, go, then you go look at his Twitter. It's all political stuff. And. No, and no, and they have five and a half followers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the worst part, like, you know, you're in for like 
like i mean it was keeping me entertained uh wednesday mornings so, so like i obviously entertained it and i was having some fun with it but you know like you're going against an absolute dildo when he has in his bio the people like the famous people or whatever that have blocked him it's like all right like sick yeah. flex dude yeah. sick flex you're fucking your wife must love that um <laughs> but it's like I don't know, man. People got to lighten up. It's the holiday season. I get it. It can be stressful because we're closing out quarters for work. We are welcoming in a new year. It's stressful trying to find the perfect present for the perfect person, etc. But Shout out to all the single people out there that don't have anyone that loves them during the holiday season. We're, we're all surviving, dude. We're all <laughs> fucking surviving out here. Hey, your wallet's a little bit thicker than the others, though. Holy <laughs> yeah. Shit, Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so I'm, no, but Christmas is Christmas is my favorite holiday of all. I mean, I, I'm so stoked for it. Like Friday night, we got the live stream. Saturday night, what do I have? Oh, Saturday night, I got a holiday party. Sunday night, Christmas Eve. Obviously, Christmas on Monday. I'm buying two thirty racks tomorrow, right after work. Two thirty racks tomorrow or today, right after work. I'll probably get a bottle or something. And I mean, I'd imagine if all goes right, all thir- the first 30 rack will be gone. Actually, fuck, I got to buy three 30 racks because I did. I do have to buy one for the party. One 30 rack will be gone by the end of the live stream tonight. If all goes as planned. Um, and if it's anything like last week, I mean, oh, yeah. holy shit, last week, last Friday, that that was a lot of fun. And then. I my dumbass decided to take an edible halfway through and get myself crossfaded. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! And then I just Irish goodbye to you guys at the end. I just yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, where did Boosie go? He's not in the waiting room anymore. Oh sh! Then I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, uh, all right, dude. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just dipped him. Like, no, I was like, Boosie, where'd you go? I'm like, I, I'm playing Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I just there are too many people. Too much talking, too 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 many people talking over each other towards the yeah. uh, for the after game recap. I was already lost in the sauce. So it's the after hours, baby. It'll get you. Yeah, the after yeah, hours, yeah. PTP after hours. It's it's not for the faint of heart. I'll tell you that. Oh no, no. But what we do have Friday, Friday night for you folks. We do have PTP before hours, during hours, and after hours for you guys tomorrow. The Boston Bruins take on the Winnipeg Jets, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight, excuse me. And we got another live stream. We're going to be joined by Brett, of course. We got Sully, that dumb fuck. No Mel. He has family stuff going on. But subbing in for him is... Chris Davis himself, who you hopped on his pod last night. Davey uh, baby. Was it last night? Did you yeah. hop on last night? Yeah, last night. Well, Wednesday yeah. night. When, um, yeah, Wednesday night. It dropped yesterday for people listening. Yes, I know. This is a fucking mind fuck. I know. Talk about this. But yeah, so you you hopped on Chris Davis's pod, dropped the mitts. And um, so he'll be joining us, I think, for the whole live stream. I, I'm pretty sure that's the plan yeah. right now. We'll obviously have, we do have some guests lined up. Uh, we have um, fuck. Who are the guys hopping on? The with empty us netter guys. The empty netter boys hopping on with us at some point. Uh, they were supposed to last week, but schedule conflicts. They were on the west coast. They're back on the east coast right now, and we're gonna have those boys hopping on with us. I'm not sure how long 
at least one period, maybe two, maybe the whole game. We'll see how much fun they ha- they uh, they want to have with us, and uh, we'll have obviously other people hopping in and out of there, having some fun, letting it rip. It's Friday. It's the holiday weekend, baby. We've taken on the Winnipeg Jets. I'd imagine maybe Bobby Bruski himself will be at the game at the week beaches of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Bobby Bruski, we got another phenomenal Bobby's Corner today for you folks. And yeah. uh, if you don't like it, then, well, fuck you. Kickbox. Yeah. Kick also, rocks. real quick, for people to remember, we are on Central Time for this uh, primetime preview tonight. So it'll be starting at 7.30, not 7 o'clock. Just to remind everybody. Because their normal ones start at seven. Well, seven thirty but... Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I just meant like they're on the road. Yeah. I guess I said that really fucking confusing. But <laughs> they're on the road. Game start is eight o'clock Eastern Time. We will be PTP previewing, um, seven thirty Eastern Time. So it's a different. It's weird because that's normally game start time, or sometimes it's game start time for us, but. You know, we'll we'll be ready. We'll be locked and loaded. Actually, I'll be coming from a family Christmas party, so I'll probably be fucking half in the oh, bag. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. Last week, my goal for tonight's stream is to be more drunk, drunker than last week's stream. And yeah, if you I guys didn't check it out. I was pretty fucking hammered by the end. Yeah, I was drinking bagged milk. It was just a <laughs> yeah. fucking shit. I had show, a fucking dude. silicone dildo on my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, crazy Jesus. that my picture gets floated around and yours just stays in the abyss. I know. I'm I'm fucking I couldn't believe it. I, I saw like what was it the next yeah, the next day these memes had yeah, you fucking out of that bagged me. milk. Uh, but, sucking the teat, baby. <laughs> it did look like you were just holding up a fucking double D titty right there. Just big old bag of big old bag of silicone. We don't fake tits shame here. Well, hey, Dar- Darlene and Kyle had your back the next day anyways. Oh, yeah, dude. They're my homies. Yeah, shut up. Haley. fucking real ones. Bobby, we get it as Canadians. Bag milk, baby, for the win. Yeah, psychotic, but it's cool. It's cool. I still fuck with you. <laughs> I know. Um, Dude, we had rally cap buckets on at one point. It, it ended up not going well and then going God, well. That went, terribly, yeah. that went terribly wrong. As soon as we take it off, then it was like um, the complete opposite. Yeah. But that's okay, though. That's okay. We Did we get the – what was last – who did we play last Friday? I don't know. The Islanders. Know. Did we get the dub? Oh, we, yeah. We won that one. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. One and zero with the stream. One and zero with the stream. We're making it two and zero tonight against the Winnipeg Fraudulent Jets. They got Mark Shifley. They got Little Dick Hellebuck. Um, sorry, Bobby. I wonder who Bobby's cheering for tonight. It's got to be All the Bruins. Bruins. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. more of a Bruins fan than Winnipeg. I think he's just Winnipeg because he's there. But yeah, uh, he's he gonna have a those... tough time if he hasn't gotten a ticket yet. He's gonna have a tough time finding tickets. I mean. That place has been selling out left and right. Has it? Psych! Oh, I was going to no, say, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no, I think they've been hovering there. around like the 73% uh, ticket sale mm. like all like all year, like right Some, around there. Something's brewing in Winnipeg. Shout out those something's brewing scumbags. I got a couple chirps to them. I've been oh, listening. I'm back um, listening to their pod again. I ha- I haven't listened yet this week. 
and it sounds like I'm not missing out on much. Dude, but... dude, dur- they they did it during the Minnesota. I know I t- I texted this in the group chat, but they did it during the Minnesota game, and uh, Pasternak scored that goal. Oh, and the power play, that... I think, and Sully. <laughs> He that, goes, was, that, reminds, that brings up a good point. Yes, go on. He goes, Sully. he goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit this out or something like that. And then for the next 45 seconds, you listen to him make up his Pasternak tweet that he put out. Or, <laughs> this is I, I this goes into no something hair. else. That's why I brought it up. No, I, I I remember you chirping him for that. This is where I feel bad for Mel because Mel, being the professional that he is, puts the yeah. phone away. Right, he's not live tweeting the game. Maybe, maybe like a, a a quick tweet here and there while while Sully's talking. He's not taken away from the podcast. Sully, put the fucking phone down. Focus on the pod. Focus on the dinner you were having with your lovely girlfriend a few weeks ago, a few nights ago. Yeah, that the was. Rangers game, dude. That was last weekend. This guy needs. Oh, deserves, Saturday, yeah, he deserves put a saucy for that. Live in the moment, baby. You don't got to tweet out every single fucking thing the Bruins do. We don't care <laughs> if Pasternak took a shit during the first intermission. Put the phone away. Enjoy your life. Live in the moment, baby. But Dude, it, shout out to Tess for absolutely dragging him on the timeline. So. Yeah. So. Dude, she put him on Marshawn's face in the penalty box. She goes, this is him tonight. I was like, that's the only box he's going to be seeing. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> I didn't even see it. She's private. I should probably add her. But <laughs> Yeah, she still doesn't follow me, but whatever. I, I, oh, I only cry. I cry yeah. once a week about nah, it. She's not, not getting the follow now. No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. She probably follows the pod and not either of us, but whatever. (laughs) Scumbag dating scumbag, it sounds like. Tess is a sweetheart. It's always not. Um, She puts up with that. God. Speaking of sweethearts, our our child, our little baby boy, our 19-year-old centerman, Matty Patra, uh, he, he, he got sent off to World Juniors. He's centering the first line. With Morgan Geeky's brother, hell How yeah, about dude. That and dude, we were that kid's wrong. a gamer I, too. Are you are you surprised they like? Well, real quick before you're about to say this, Don Sweeney listens to our podcast. This was a direct shot at us. We literally talked about this a couple <laughs> days before, like it got announced. And I swear to God, this guy every so often he tunes into Only Bruins. He's got the Shattenkirk pick for or the pickup from us. You know, we talked about JBR <laughs> being a good undercover signing. He's got like, to get Everly. Yeah, like this. This is this. This just tells me that my boy handshake Don Sweeney at the fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> prospect challenge. He no, but in all seriousness, the thing I'm the most pissed about is he couldn't wait a fucking day. I was advised this was gonna happen that morning. Tried to make that edit of Potra in the fucking oh, jersey, yeah. and literally it got posted. So he either listens to the pod, he knows where he knows where somehow uh, it on on the dead phone lines of the Bruins executives. I don't know what's going on, but Don Sweeney, give <laughs> us a break, bro. Throw us a fucking bone at this point. Seriously, holy shit. We were, um, but no, what I was going to say though, is were you based off our last pod, not thinking after that or cause there were some signs I feel like, mm-hmm. but were you, um, I mean, we, we both have to, I think we're both on the same page. We were surprised that he went right. Yeah. And it's funny because 
I said this yesterday on, uh, or I guess Wednesday, when I recorded Drop the Mitts with Chris Davis. We did a whole World Juniors preview. If anybody wants to go listen to it, it's on uh, Drop the Mitts, affiliated through Primetime Productions. Great show. He also had Aiden uh, McDonough on as an interview. That was a great podcast all around. I had so much fun doing it. Thanks, Chris, for letting me hop on and do that with you because I'm a whore for this World Junior shit and being as a Canadian. But... I said this on his pod. Looking back on it, we're fucking stupid to not think he was going, to be honest. When you think about it, we're in first place. This is going to be his last chance to ever go. He expressed interest before that everyone just kind of ignored in a couple of his – like he was asked a couple times throughout the season, oh, would you like to go to the World Juniors? And he said multiple times that that's what he literally changed his training for this offseason was to get bigger – to play play more complete game and try and get himself lined, you know, come into camp, have a good camp with the Bruins, go home, easy Loki, go home um, and <laughs> to Guelph and, you know, work towards playing in the World Juniors. And it just kind of seems like like everyone's wearing a the, – the fun, I also said this on Davis' spot. How hilarious was that turnover on Twitter from all the people, and you fucking know who you are, all the people being like, I don't want him going. We, me and Boosie were those people. We're like, I don't want him yeah. going. I don't want him getting injured. You know, he, yeah, he'll play 25 minutes a night, but, you know, it's with lesser competition, yada, yada, yada. And all those same people, oh, I'm so happy for Patra. He gets yeah. to go play with this card. I'm buying a Team Canada jersey because 15 is my favorite number. Uh, you know what? We're all wearing our egg on us face, but looking back as humans in the human situation, shout out to like you gotta think about it this way. Don Sweeney's Canadian, Cam Neely's Canadian, Jim Montgomery's Canadian, Brad Marchand's Canadian. Brad Marchand never got to play in this tournament. Like it it kind of seemed like a no-brainer when you think about it. And I'm honestly really happy now that he's getting the opportunity to go play for this country and he gets to play with fucking Max Celebrini. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this kid's gonna go number one overall yeah. next year. Dude, it's it's fucking wild. And I like I, I'm happy for him. I just I, I think it most and you heard I, I forget who said I think was it Don who said it so, someone had mentioned it that uh Patra kind of had to talk him talk them into it. Yeah. Which was like kind of surprising to hear because it's like as a 19 year old. You get a shot with the big club. You're obviously probably up here for the rest of the year. Who knows when he turns 20? I'd imagine he's, I mean, Don Sweeney already said he's going to stick with the team the whole year, whatever. But I mean, I don't know if I necessarily believe that because people are speculating that at 20, he'll just go down in Providence. But what good does that really do you, right? Like, at when that does point, he turn 20? Uh, I don't know. Look, here, while I'm going on, yeah, while I'm rambling on, uh, check that out. But. <clears throat> I was like, it was kind of shocking to hear that like a 19 year old had like he had the balls to like can like March try, 10th. try to March 10th. Okay, March baby, what up, what up? And um, yeah, I it was, it was it was weird to hear that he had to convince them and like tell them why he should go instead of st- saying like, hey, like we're thinking of sending you to World Juniors, but like. See why see, should why should you stick around with the big club for the next few weeks? I get it. There's like holidays and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I it it was a little bit of a weird feeling. I get it though. Like World Juniors, like it's a it's a big thing. It's a big thing, and it, especially Canadians. Yeah, and at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, I, I, I do think they made the right move. I think it's best for him to go and kind of just, I don't know, fucking oh, ball, go to ball Sweden, out. go yeah. to Sweden, you know, the beautiful women everywhere. First of all, let's not, <laughs> let's not deny that, you know, yeah, but no, that, it, no all, all joking aside, he gets to go be with kids, his age, hang out. You, like This is my thing. Bruins fans. He's going to come back and be a little rusty. Like that's a big time difference. And I think the biggest thing with Patra is once they told him and had this open conversation that you will be coming back to the Bruins if you want to go. I think that's when he pressured them like, okay, I want to go then. Because I think yeah. his mindset was if I'm not coming back here, I'm not going to the world juniors. And that totally makes sense. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. Zaka not being as injured as we thought changed a huge thing in this. Like Zaka looked fucking phenomenal. His well, first I, game back. I think it's more so the emergence of Geeky as of lately. I mean, that too. He's he, he's done he's done a really good job. Uh, he he's kind of like filled in there, and he ever since coming back from the injury, I feel like he's just. I mean, his first game back against or that game against New Jersey, he was our best player out there. We talked about it on last week's pod, um, and he he was doing a great job on on the power play he like he's like coil light yeah and so it's like okay well now you have the luxury to be able to send matty potra over there and let him have some fun and dominate there and get more ice time and not really worry about like because Dude, that's, gonna... that's a that's a lot of pressure for a 19 year old just to center the boston bruins i don't care if it's third fourth First mm-hmm. or second line. I don't know why I went in there. He's half a point though. per game too. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. sorry. If you if you um his eighty two game pace right now is ninety one point eight points. That's very close to a half a game or half a point a game player. And that's great in a rookie Wait, season. You're saying he's on pace for ninety one points? Thirty nine points, sorry. Oh, Did I think ninety one. I, I think right you said ninety one. Okay, let I'm me like, yeah. I, I'm an idiot when it comes to math. Oh, no, math he's math he's 39, 39.1 points. Like, he's okay, just so the, almost, yeah. a, almost yeah. a point every other game. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, he gets to go play with Kiki's brother. Kind of fucking cool. You know that's what I mean? Funny. Like, yeah. kind of fucking cool. He gets to go play with Celebrini. He gets to go play with um, Jagger, Savoy. Uh, I, can't, I still can't believe Buffalo didn't send Benson. What a fucking fumble by them. That yeah, makes no holy. sense to me. They have nothing to fucking lose. Like, Yeah, like it makes no... Oh, what? He's going to go and get hurt? You're in fucking last in the Atlantic. I don't think that fucking matters. Or sorry, second last. But Ottawa has like seven games in hand on you. So yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't understand that move at all. You could also, again, anybody who loves World Juniors, especially my Canadian fellows, go listen to Drop the Mitts. We talk, We covered all this like Canadian roster-wise. Uh, we won't step in too much into it um, just because this is a Bruins podcast, obviously, and fucking Boosie <laughs> hates Canada because he's a fucking scumbag. But yeah. um, USA is going to sweep the floor this year. That's all I'm saying, but go on. Dude, they're built like an NHL roster. I said that on Davis's podcast. Like, they have a fourth line, Like, but that's like US's MO at these tournaments. Um, Sweden's bringing a really good roster as well, so it's going to be a really good fucking tournament um also anybody who wants well we're on prospects uh world juniors and stuff like that on december 27th the day after boxing day for canadians the 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 second day of the tournament canada plays latvia we will be doing a live stream a primetime preview it'll be the one 
unless there's another one scheduled. It'll be the one after the one you're going to watch tonight. Um, and it's Pacha versus Lachmelis, two the only two Bruins prospects in the tournament. Uh, me and Davis will be hosting it. I'm sure people will be stopping by every so often. It's at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. So grab a couple wobbly pops at twelve th- or at 1 o'clock and come over and hang out with me and Davis because we'll be crushing it over there. But to wrap this whole World Juniors thing up, I, I couldn't be happier for the kid. I do. It's going to be a lot different than Lys- when Lysel went. Lysel essentially played two World Junior tournaments, fucking a whole season of Providence, and over in Europe because of the way that it worked out after COVID and stuff like that. And, yeah. it, you know, he kind of was running on all fumes. And I mentioned this again on Davis's pod that the Sweden team brought a young team and it was like Lysel and Leo Carlson and like a bunch of 17 and 16-year-olds because they're hosting the tournament this year. And a lot of... Um, Development programs like that will do that because then they have their 18 and 19 year olds playing in this tournament and you know they more they have more of a stacked roster so <laughs> you're going to see good play from the Swedens, the Finlands, Canada, US. It's going to be a really great tournament. I really think Pacha is going to show the fuck up. I don't know if he's going to have – he's not going to have Bedard numbers, obviously, but I definitely yeah. project him to have similar numbers as Shane Wright last year when he went coming from the NHL and uh, I think this is – like I said about Berg, like I've said this about Bergeron before. Bergeron got to go on like his 19 year, and he got to go play with Crosby, and you know, like that's that's like once in a lifetime opportunities. And if this yeah. Celebrini kid's gonna be what we think he's gonna be, like Pachas will be telling his kids about that one day, which is something awesome, just as the human nature of everything. Yeah. So I couldn't be happier for the kid, and. uh now you have a reason to watch Team Canada win the fucking gold, baby. Let's go. So we gotta we gotta by the end of the pod, <laughs> we have to come up with a wager for uh Oh yeah, I'm for, down. Who who goes for that? Fuck. We'll we'll have to brainstorm. Oh, maybe is, we, maybe we can let people on Twitter decide. What the what the punishment is? Like we maybe can pick, we can pick the best one. You have to chug a bag of milk. I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm not finding bag milk down here. <laughs> um, fuck. I'm trying to think off the top. Maybe oh, we do leave it up to the people because yeah. money wagers are money wagers. That's whatever. But like, let's make this interactive. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, I want to, yeah. We'll put a tweet out Friday today um, in the afternoon. We'll put a tweet out saying, like, what, like, Loser has to do what, right? Like, yeah, and don't tweet at us what you think. Wait till this post comes, so we have to pick from because it's hard when people yeah, tweet yeah, that yeah, stuff at us. It's hard to, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, we'll we'll stick with that. We'll do that. That'll be fun. That make it a little bit interesting. Put something on the line because I'm like, I'll watch World Juniors, but I won't really go out of my way for it. Like, I, I'll. I mean, typically there are weird hours of the day anyway, so. Yeah, especially being in Sweden. I'm pretty sure the U.S. plays their first game at 6 in the morning on Boxing Day. I'm going to wake up and watch it because I'm a fucking psycho, but that sucks. That just sucks. Like, And because Canada is Canada, we get all the 11 or 1 o'clock games, right? Yeah. Because it's the biggest draw numbers-wise, so. Yeah. I don't know, but. Well, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a great tournament. Um, I think I'm going to be hopping on 
drop the mitts uh, another time soon to to recap World Junior stuff. So, like I said again, thank you to Davis for have Davy Baby for having me on, Davey and uh, make sure we you go uh, follow Drop the Mix. He's he'll be doing another giveaway soon. He's got some. He's been doing some great giveaways this year. So make sure you follow them on fucking Twitter uh, at Drop the Mitts. I think is the handle, and uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the handle. I, I couldn't yeah, tell you. I'll I don't know check. handles. Yeah. <laughs> but um All right, so I, I do want to get into obviously the Bruins stuff. We're not really gonna recap some of the games. Obviously, some of them will be brought Sorry, up. It's, just... it's at drop the mitts hockey. Okay, there it is. Go check go check it out, baby. But I, I do obviously like we're 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 gonna shoot over to the past week really some concerns what's been popping off on Twitter and everything in that or, or yeah, everything really that we've seen over the last week on Twitter and the games itself. Whoa. Um, What? I have something spicy from when we get into trade talk. Oh, I got something from the Dom himself. So we, um, yeah, so we, we are going to shoot you over to Bobby's corner nice and early break it up because we are going to get into some trade talk some uh what's going on what should happen what our opinions and everything as such so uh we haven't even actually listened yet but i know it's another phenomenal phenomenal bobby's corner because i fucking jetted home and got jesus i can't stop fucking burping yeah got on the pod right away because we are dedicated to the fucking game so Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen enjoy Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg and under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Baruska. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions. And only Bruins. Oh, let's go, Ehlers, baby. How you doing, folks? Happy Friday. Happy Bruins game day. I'm watching the Jets take on the wings right now. And your favorite Danish player, Nikolai Ehlers, the Bud Light Seltzer's better half, just absolutely roofed one. And you love to see it against the Atlantic Division rivals, baby. We can also call this the Christmas Eve Eve edition of Bobby's Corner if you celebrate those things. If you do, I hope you have a good weekend. If you don't, I hope you have an excellent weekend regardless. Oh, Jets are on fire, hey? Axel Johnson Flable. I'm going to brutalize that name. He just scored another one. 3-1 Jets. This is an electric game, eh, Barb? This is going to be an electric game today. Jeez Louise, Papa Cheese. Oh, now Neil Bianc and Wallman are about to go at it? Oh, let them fight. Let them fight. Come on, let them watch. Let them watch. All right, let's get into it here, eh? Listen, I want to clear some things up here. Now, I know a few weeks ago I mentioned that I had zero interest in Matthew Patra going to the World Junior Hockey Championships. Obviously, he's embarked. He's already arrived at training camp. I want to clarify that. It's out of pure fear. Because in 2021, then up-and-coming Blackhawks high draft pick, Kirby Doc, who had a great rookie season, 
uh, was given permission by then disgraceful GM and that disgraceful organization to attend the World Junior Hockey Championships. So he does. He's looking good. He breaks his wrist. He misses half the season when he shows up. He never gets that step again. Blackhawks miss the playoffs. Obviously, Kirby Doc's in Montreal now on injured reserve, which is awful because he's a great player. He's really fun to watch. So it's out of fear. It was always out of fear. With that being said, the World Junior Hockey Championships, especially up in Canada, I don't know too much about the States, but I imagine it's starting to pick up a lot of steam there in the last few years, is as much as a holiday tradition than putting up the Christmas tree or going out for Boxing Day. I mean, the World Junior Hockey Championships is electric. And you want to talk about a country that is head over heels, toxically obsessed with something? It's this fucking tournament with a bunch of kids. And I am more than ecstatic that for the first time in five, six years, I'm actually going to give a shit about it. Because for the first time in five or six years, there's actually a pretty high, uh, high Bruins prospect that who will be playing. I know LaSalle played it a few years ago. I know he got injured, or so I can't remember the details about it. But Patra's playing is, is awesome. Overall, it's absolutely awesome. It's going to be sick. And it's great. I mean, it, what's great about it is it's a nice break from the show. I know he's been in Monty's doghouse a bit, so it's a nice break from that. And, uh, you know, yeah, build up confidence and whatnot. But you know what's huge about this that doesn't really get talked about enough? Holy shit, Gabe Berlardi! Let's fucking go! <laughs> fucking rights, man. Jesus Christ, this Winnipeg Jets team better not show up tonight. This team is on fire! 4-1. to one. Jesus. Alright, getting back to what we were talking about. I'm watching the game. I'm sorry. Oh, these Heritage jerseys are sick. Another aspect that I like about Patras going is it puts it gives him a leadership role. I mean, whether he wants to admit that or not, whether the coaching staff wants to admit that or not, this is a kid who's been playing in the show uh, the entire year. I mean, he's played in pretty much 90% of the Bruins games. He's only taken a few games off, only taken a few periods off. And now he's going to play with a bunch of kids who would give their left nut to be in his position. It's a massive role for him, which I like a lot. Because I know that the, the kind of uh, word around town was that he asked the Bruins organization. He was really advocating for it. But I'd imagine, you know, guys like Geeky, you know, guys like Mackey... Um, I can't remember if Carlo played. I hope he did. Swayman. But what I'm trying to get at is I'm hoping a guy like Marshan, who played for Team Canada, were very adamant about him going. Because, number one, it's a fun tournament. It's a great, It's one of those, like, bucket list items you have as a kid growing up in Canada. There are a few things you want to do. You want to play for Team Canada in the World Hockey Junior Championships. You want to win playing for Team Canada. And then you want to play in Game 7 of a Stanley Cup Final, and you want to win. You want to score that oh, that glorifying goal, right? Those are the things you dream about when you're on the pond in the winter. So for him to go there, it's awesome. It's just all around. It's going to be awesome. And to join a Canadian team who's been written off already. I mean, everybody's already stroking off Team USA, already kind of getting the gold medals ready for the, either them or Team Sweden. This just amplifies everything. So for him to join an underdog squad, especially he's already come from a team that was written off as soon as Bergeron retired, this guy knows about diversity. Diversity, sorry. This guy knows about being looked down on, and he's going to keep plugging away. Which leads me to my next thing. I don't hate Jake DeBrusque. I don't. In fact, I want nothing but success for Jake DeBrusque. 
But I also pay for that blue check mark, so I am more than allowed to rant about Jake DeBrusque. And you're more than allowed to stick up for him. I'm more than allowed to air out my grievances about Jake DeBrusque's play as of late. Just like you're more than allowed to, to quote Teat said grievances. And say some personal things that have nothing to do with Jake DeBrusque's play as late. And I'm more than allowed to tell you right now. I have had way worse things said about me by way better people. Maybe toss me in my podcast to follow next time. But let's break it down. Minnesota Wild, we're up by a goal going into the third period. We lose in overtime. Be nice if your top six winner participated in the act of scoring. New York Rangers, you're up one goal going into the third. You lose in overtime to Vincent Strocek, who you can't make fun of anymore because he may or may not have ownership of a little part of this team. Be nice if your top six winner, who's a piece of your core, would participate in the act of scoring. New Jersey Devils, a team that's flangering and trying to find out who they are and build off of successes from last year but are currently out of a playoff picture, you're going into third with a one-goal lead. It would be nice if your top six winner on a contract year would participate in the act of scoring. Now, surely we want to give him that contract. Surely he wants that contract. He wants it at a number that when he goes back home in Edmonton in the summer, he can brag to all of his friends about the number that he got. It would be nice to show his dad, Louie, and so Louie can brag to all his colleagues at Sportsnet about the number that he got. But the reality is, with four goals in 30 games, I just don't think that situation is going to happen with us, the Boston Bruins, and Jake DeBrusque. So Jake... And his fans, I'm sorry. Yes, you have done everything else right. You've been great defensively. You've made plays. You've been gritty. You back check. If me asking you to score a few more goals is a little bit too much to ask, I apologize. And yes, I'm not going to jump on the wagon like other people have and mention that you missed Patrice Bergeron. Because, yes, we all miss Patrice Bergeron. It's not really an excuse anymore. The organization misses, misses Patrice Bergeron. I miss Bergeron. You miss Bergeron. Hell, I would not doubt it if the janitor at TD Garden doesn't miss Bergeron. But people have sticked up. And people have stood up to try to fill that void of that Bergeron is left. Carlo has reached heights that I haven't seen and never thought he would hit before. Charlie Coyle has taken an extra step that has made that contract look terribly, terribly underrated. Marshy has absolutely grown into the sea. Pasta maybe should steal it midway through the season because of how great of a leader he's been. You got Ollie telling the news reporters maybe he's letting too many goals in. I mean, the Bergeron effect is all over the locker room, yet I can't seem to find a lickety-split of you trying to fill the void in any of your playing. So sorry, Jake, if me calling you out is a little bit too mean. Sorry to his fans if me calling him out is a little bit too mean. But the fact of the matter is that Jake was here when we were trying to get Chara one last cup, and we couldn't do it. Jake was here when we were trying to get Bergie one last cup, and we couldn't do it. Now, we're simply trying to get Marshy one last cup, 
And I'm not sure if four goals in 30 games is going to do it. I'm well aware Jake, for the most part, has been clutch in the postseason. Well aware of that. He was electric in the Panther series. But he wasn't there in Game 7. He was electric in the Carolina Hurricanes series. Showed up in Game 7. Nice of him to do that. He was absent in that Islanders series. Five games played, zero points across the board, and a dash four. So, if you're basing DeBrus's contract and who he is as a player, as a playoff performer, that is someone in the business you like to call someone that gets you through. I thought Jake DeBrus was someone who gets you there and gets you through. Because if he's just someone that gets you through, then I'm sorry. You call Pat Maroon and you pay him to waste time in 82 games. Because Pat Maroon absolutely gets you through. I apologize if me being flustered at four goals in 30 games as being an issue. That makes me a mean guy or a bad take. Then fuck me sideways, cut my pants into shorts, and send me to the fucking desert. Because I'll be more than happy to polish rings with Butch Cassidy there. There comes a time in a player's career in an organization like the Boston Bruins where he has to realize that there are about 60 other winners who are playing in the league right now that would give their left nut to be in DeBrusque's position. So time to fucking nut up or shut up, get off the pot rock star, and start fucking scoring. Starting tonight, in tonight's fucking game against the high-powered Winnipeg Jets. Easily the best team in the show since November 1st. Because you got Connor Hellebuck, who year in, year out, Vesna nomination, has won it. You get him tonight. You got Josh Morrissey on the back end. Year in, year out, should be nominated for the Norris. Maybe should have even won it once by now. You got him tonight. You got Dylan, DeMello, a couple big guys back there. They'll push you around. They'll boss you around. DeMello used to be part of that California swing, that thing you used to dread. They're going to be there tonight. You got Alan Lowry, who doesn't take shit from nobody. He wears the C and he wears it proudly. He's going to be there tonight. You got Cole Perfetti, Mark Shifley. They were tied to Boston all summer, and they've been delivering the goods all year long. They're going to be there tonight. You got Nikolai Ehlers, Nemistikov, Gabe Verlardi, Alex Ayafalo. They don't take shifts off. They don't take nights off. And they fucking score. They're going to be there tonight. So let me ask you, Jake, where are you going to be? Where the fuck are you going to be tonight? Because I'm going to be there. Those Heritage Jersey motherfucking wearing dudes, they're going to be there. Your boy Pasta, your boy Marshy, your boy Mackie, Carlo, Geeky, Beecher, right, they're going to be there. So DeBrusque, where the fuck are you going to be? It's going to be a hell of a game tonight. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. Now, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, or some other holiday tradition, I just want to wish you the best weekend. Go tell your friends and your family that you love them. Tell them that I love them. And if I could be there to have a roast beast with you, I would. If 
I can open mouth kiss you all I would. You're all the best. I appreciate you. I am nothing without you. Enjoy the holidays. Watch some football on Sunday. Go Giants, baby. And let's go bees. And that was Bobby Baruski. Another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. The dude doesn't miss. I know I sound like a broken record, but eat a dick. We all know it's true. <laughs> Dude, but Davis yesterday when he was like hyping up only Bruins, he was like, yeah, Brett and Boosie have a great uh, thing going on there if you like Bruins talk a lot. He's like, but honestly, if you're going to go over there, you should go over there for Bobby's Corner alone. <laughs> He's like, that thing's electric every week. So uh, in, the, in the words of Davey Baby, come for Bobby, stay for Brett and Boosie. Exactly. Bobby will make you come. Yeah. Tripod himself, the man, the myth, the tripod. But um no, he's got a great point though. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why like half the people listen to us anyways. Yeah. So. It's the trifecta. No. It's very yeah. scientific, dude. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. scientific. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, Twitter has been something else this week. Um I don't really I I, I think like someone died. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> like you would think we were like we're out of the playoffs right now or something yeah. like that. No, we're still sitting in fucking first place. I think we are six points ahead of uh Toronto right now. Granted, they have a game in hand, but still they win a game. We're still four points ahead of them. Like fucking relax. You still get first a great second. first or second in the division's exactly where you want to be. You get homeless advantage either way. Yeah, like I don't I, I don't just at this point, like you saw what happened last year. Just make the fucking playoffs. Be healthy. Yeah make the playoffs and see, see what can happen. But I, I think we sh- should start off with the hottest topic right now. Uh, mm-hmm. actually, our boy, our boy, um, granted we weren't taking questions, but actually we'll dive into this too. Um, our boy, Tommy, uh, he shot Tommy over, a he, he shot over a question today, actually. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into this one because it kind of ties into it, but it's crystal clear the Bruins need a top six winger on this team. Who who realistically finan- financials and all would you like to add on this team? I'd I'd almost rather just grab Hannafin and extend him, but the team needs scoring badly. Listen, I would I I would love to have Hannafin. No, um, yeah. I don't think <laughs> right now like I that's not my major concern. Is D like yes, it, it, it can improve. Has Grizzly not been the best? Yeah, like he, it's it's no secret. Like he hasn't been good, but I don't know, man. Like Hannafin's going to cost a lot. That that's the thing too. So like you you caught you 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 trade for him and then you you sign the extension. You get him to sign an extension, which is great. But it's like, what's the extension going to look like? What are you giving up for a guy like that? Like you're not really in a position to give up too many assets, but the Hannafin thing reminds me of Taylor Hall. You kind of got to hope he forces his way back home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that like I, I, and I, I do have this weird feeling that's going to happen, but I have a feeling that's going to happen in the off season. Yeah, but he's also going to want to get paid, and I mean, if, if you pay a guy like Hannafin in the offseason then you already have Lindholm you have McAvoy you have Carlo like that's that's four very solid defensemen right there but 
you're going to have a lot of money tied up to defense, just four defensemen right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's a steep price. That's a steep ticket to pay. Like, and then you you're going to have the emergence of um, Lori next season, who's who's going to probably play. I mean, like he's got to be playing a big role next year, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so you got Lori back there. Then he's going to need an extension. Then who knows what you do on the third pair and on the right end? Maybe Shattenkirk comes back for one more year. I don't really know. Fun. Before right we get now, that third pairing on the right, we'll talk about the other stuff because that's what the Dom Tiano tweet goes off of. Yeah, did he put a tweet out? No, he commented on my tweet oh. about somebody. Who? So we'll get into this first because the JD talk's gonna be long and the Lindholm talk yeah. and all that other shit's gonna be talked. So uh, Andy I and Rome. Yeah, Elias Lindholm, everyone and their sister fucking wants him. So, um, Andy and Rono at AR Hockey Stats, they're uh, they're kind of like Jay Fresh. They put out their analytic stuff from time to time. Me and them follow each other. And we go back and forth. Uh, they always hook me up with player cards and stuff, so shout out to them. They do a great job over there. They put out a tweet of Dante Fabro, who played with Charlie oh, McAvoy in his that. last year of uh, BU. And it said... Um, the question was, what does Dante Fabro look like? I still can't believe he's being scratched in so many games by Nashville. This is a great point. We're also surprised why Dante Fabro from the Nashville Predators was only a healthy, was already a healthy scratch in some of the games. Fabro is without a doubt, a better defenseman than Luke Shen, Jeremy Lazon and Tyson Berry. So I saw this and I quote tweeted, Sweens do the right, do the thing and reunite him with Bruins Charlie McAvoy Dom Tiano no comment exclamation point I don't know if that means that's something they've poked around on and they're looking at I don't know if it means it's not a good fit but our boy Army came at me and he was like I don't really see the fit they're both right-handed and I said Army it's not for this year you bring him in now and extend him and he's your Shattenkirk replacement for next year on your bottom pairing. Out of 100, he was a 93. Green everywhere. The only red he has on his analytic card is uh, penalties drawn. Not a big problem for me. That's something yeah. I'm not really worried about. But no. if Dom is trying to say no comment as this is the type of player the Bruins are coming or like would be fishing around on, that's a low risk, high reward player, especially playing for Nashville this year, who hasn't been doing. They're doing good, but not as good, great as they've been in the past. You know, I, I would love to have a right side of Charlie McAvoy, Brendan Carlo, and Dante Fabro, and that's a guy you could probably pry from them for a lower grade prospect and the third or fourth round pick. It, it kind of seems like at this point. You think he would go for that low, dude? He's healthy scratched. I know, which is bizarre, and he's probably one of those guys that really just needs a chain of, change of scenery, mm-hmm. kind of like one of our forwards. Yeah, and like, would you rather have him in the roster and him and Shattenkirk uh, subbing out as the seventh D or Ian Mitchell? And I know Walderspoon's been playing great, but you know what I mean? Like, I, everyone loves this phrase that I came up with. It could be a flash in the pan with this guy. And he's been playing great, but you you never yeah. know, right? Like he's only he's played three hundred and something AHL games, you know. 
You saw Patra at the beginning of the year. He's he lit the world on fire, and he's kind of slowed down a bit. That happens with rookies, but uh, it, you could say the same thing for Wilderspoon, who's playing a rookie season essentially. Yeah, and I I mean Wilderspoon has been impressive lately. Mm. I'm not really, I, I'm I'm not putting a house on that just yet, but like mm-hmm. he he has been impressive lately, and if he can continue to do so, because that's like. It's it's a heavy body back there. Like he plays like a solid game. You don't hear his name too often, which is what you want. And he does his job. Uh, he, off answered the board the, he answered the bell on that clean hit that Maroon jumped him on. The fucking scumbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He, you know, he'll do it on both sides of the puck, and he, apparently he brings a really positive attitude to the locker room and the in the lineup right now. And if you're looking on moving or moving on from a guy like Grizzlick to try and maybe you're swapping Grizzlick and Fabro. do you think do you think the energy like because you saw Monty speak highly of him and the energy that he's brought in on and off the ice to the team mm. it really showed the other night Tuesday night against the Minnesota Wild granted you walked away with the loss but I mean. Fuck, dude. We dominated that game. Like, okay. there's no reason we should have lost four to three. But Marc I mean, Andre Fleury. He was, yeah, he was 09 Marc Andre Fleury. Oh, like, he was Cup Finals. Up. Dude, he <laughs> was going. Detroit. <laughs> he was ridiculous, dude. Like, but dude, you, you know, one thing we know, nobody noticed, and this definitely has something to do with the way that Marc Andre Fleury played that night. He got scratched, didn't play. In what could have been his last game in Pittsburgh the night yeah. before, and then he just went absolutely sicko mode, shoving it up the coach's hoop, like, "Hey, you don't want to play me against my old team? I'm gonna fucking put up a forty spot against the Boston Bruins, first place Atlantic uh, Division holders right now." So I don't know, man. It sometimes you have to tap tip your cap to a fucking Hall of Fame goalie. There's, yeah, there's not much you can say sometimes. And that's, yeah, like sometimes the goalie's just standing on his head and it's one of those nights, which so be it. It happens. Um, the Bruins were finally in a position where they outshot the opponent. They mm-hmm. were firing from every, I, I think Pasternak had should have, shots. Yeah, he should have had seven goals. Dude, how did he not get a hat trick? The Mark, the Mark Andre Fleury said no. That's yeah. what happened. You're not scoring a fucking Hattie against me. Holy <laughs> shit, man. It was friggin' like, like that. Oh my God. I, Dude, I Lauko's fight happened. after the first goal, he was like, all right, I can fight now. He finally got cleared for fighting. Yeah. Beat the piss out of Dewar. He was like, okay, I'm just going to feed this guy's lunch. And then I'm going to come out of the box with a fresh tape, a fucking stick of tape, and try a Michigan move on a fucking future <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for Mark Andre's stick, that puck would have went in. Dude, that that would have been <laughs> unreal. Scene. I don't know why. Oh, shit. I, like, it would have, like, it would have, just to see a Boston Bruin try and do the Michigan, I feel like that's something you would have never seen, just because, obviously, mm-hmm. cat. And, Younger guys getting scared of being in the doghouse, and now you kind of have to worry about it with uh, with Monty as he's and Monty's been doing more coaching this year than obviously last year. Last year, the difference between Monty's and it's funny because Luchador actually Bruins Luchador actually kind of brought this up on uh, on Twitter earlier this week, but 
Monty's doing way more coaching this year than he was in previous or well than last year. And it's, it's a little bit frustrating because I feel like he's in his head a little bit too much. You've seen a lot of inconsistencies from Monty and even going back to like last year, Monty made a lot of comments about how he like, you know, just because he's got leadership like Bergeron, Krejci and guys like that, that he feels like he doesn't even have to coach the team. And after seeing the play this year, you're kind of starting to see that. Like it, it, it felt like he kind of was relying heavily on Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci. And this year, like a game within him. Like, Sorry, I was just like, joking. <laughs> it's like a mind game within himself. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been some pretty frustrating, excuse me, moments with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. I think overcorrecting. Yeah, like I think he should really just go back to like his old ways and just kind of like it's it's not like it's a little bit more simple than it seems, right? Like I get it. It's the NHL, it's one of the best leagues in the world. It's one of the hardest leagues in the world. It is the hardest league in the world. Yeah. But you know what you have, you know what you've seen. You got a lot of the same guys from last year. Why why are you doing what you're doing? Like the inconsistency know. with the lines, the blind flopping, like all that stuff, and, and like here's an analogy, I guess a winner analogy. When you're when you're when you're you hit black ice and you start you know sliding the wrong way and you got to overcorrect. The worst thing you can do is look at the tree in front of you, because you're gonna drive right into it. That's just how those type of things work. That's how the brain works. That's how, and it just kind of feels like Monty is doing that. Like he can't stop looking at the trees around him while he's fucking correcting his slide. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like he can't just get out of his own way. It feels like. No, he exactly no. It, he can't like. It, it, it's almost like he can't help himself. Like, like he need like. Fuck, man. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like you see this dominant performance from the Boston Bruins one night, the next night, the next day of practice or whatever, whether it's a back to back or the next day of practice, you see totally different lines. Mm-hmm. Break up Zaka, Pasta and Marshy. Get, I get Horrible it. They, scored, they no, scored all three of your goals the other night. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, but they were it was Pasta and Zaka who scored them. Marshawn actually got pulled off that line in the second in the second period for a couple shifts and like then he got put back on it when he's when they scored that goal in the last two minutes but that was just a typical marshy goal where he pulls the puck out of a scrum and just fires it past like eight guys yeah like that's not like a a play driving goal and this is where we can loop this into mr fucking debrusque himself why the fuck are you not giving him opportunities on the first line when it worked like it or worked as well as it did last year? And I know it's two different players you're putting him with, but to think that Pasternak won't be a Hall of Fame player one day, whether he wins the Stanley Cup or not, and like the production that you're getting out of Zakernak, Zakernak, Jesus, Zaka and <laughs> oh, Pasternak. Like that, yeah, Zakernak. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, Zaka was fucking shot out of a cannon. DeBrusque had a really good game other than that last play um, in overtime. Like, in regulation, DeBrusque had a really fucking good game. And if you're wanting him to be a third-line defensive guy who's no, not going to get – don't who's not going to get fucking minutes to put the puck in the net, then don't expect him to be that guy. 
Like it just like that's where the this disconnect with Bruins fans right now is like he's not getting he, people being like he's getting top six minutes. No, he's fucking not. Consistently, he's not. Most of his minutes are coming from the fucking penalty kill, and it, it just baffles me that people think you're gonna ship out DeBrusque a first and Lysel and bring in Lindholm, who is the exact same player as fucking DeBrusque. Can't drive a line, a, tw- uh, a career 20-goal scorer when you average out his numbers throughout his whole fucking career. You have one good 40-goal season. You're going to take Zaka off center and put him on the wing and put Lindholm behind- between them, and it's supposed to save your franchise while losing potentially Lysel, Merkulov, and or first, all three? That makes no fucking sense to me. Like, to me, you should go bargain shopping for your Tarasenkos, for your Eberlis, for your Dante Fabros, for your... Fucking Jacob Middletons. Like, you should not be going out and getting your Lindholm and Hannafins. If it falls in your fucking lap, that's a totally different conversation. But I, I can't believe the discourse on Bruins Twitter that I'm seeing about Lindholm right now. It's insane to me. I averaged out his numbers over his, over his whole career, and he's a 21.2 goal scorer over his whole career. That is not going to save you. You need a goal... Goal scorer like Tarasenko, a goal scorer like Everly, like these guys who are on teams that are struggling right now, that are on one-year contracts that you can get at fifty percent and fit up, fit under your cap strap season. And it goes back to the in the basement fans that you were talking about tweeting at you earlier. They have no fucking idea what they're talking about, but yet they're the first to be like, "Bring in Lindholm, he's gonna save your roster." Shut the fuck up! I'm so sick of that. Have you even watched, like, have those guys even watched Lindholm as a lately when he doesn't have a guy? Like, he, he he's one of those centermen that needs a winger. Like, he they need someone. He needs someone who can kind of carry him. If you're and, going to get a fucking scoring winger, go get, get Jake Gensel and pay a first in Lysel. That's when you fucking go get a goal-scoring winger. Don't get fucking Lindholm. That makes no sense. You'll, you'll have literally seven and a half, and the half is Frederick, centerman on your <laughs> roster. Like that's the thing too. It's like I get it. Zabrowski's game can be really frustrating, especially this season. And one of our biggest concerns was how he was going to drive the puck with uh, with no more Bergeron. But his two hundred foot game is still one of the like I would argue. I, I shouldn't say Bergeron light. Uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't say one of the best, but like it's pretty. It's pretty fucking good, and it gets the job done. You seem doing a phenomenal job on the. On on the PK, so it's like well, like, that's the what... thing you tr- you trade DeBrus for a score. Who's going to be on your PK? Yeah, I I, I know. Like, who's going to be on your PK? You're going to probably let up more. You're you're going to let up more goals while someone else is out there rather than him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's getting the job done. Say say what you want, but he might not be he might not be producing like you want him to at a goal scoring level, like he should be doing. But he's doing all the right things away from the puck, too. For him to find the back of the net and start finishing a little bit more and creating a little bit more plays. Now that's on him. The coaching staff has done what they've what they've like. They they're trying and there's and they're probably still trying, right? But they they need to work collectively and try to figure out ways for it. And maybe it's maybe it's putting him on the first line with Pasternak with uh Pasternak and Zaka and and, and 
playing with two guys like that can open up more ice for a guy like DeBrusque. But it's on DeBrusque to find the back of the net at that point, right? You put him like when you put him with Brad with Brad. When you put him with Martian and Bergeron last year, you saw what he was able to do. Opened up more ice for him. He was able to find the back of the net. You put him with a guy like Zaka. You put him with Pasternak, one of the best goal scorers in the league it's going to open up more ice for him and then it's going to be on him and he needs to figure out like it's a contract year. You need to find the back of the net. When he scored a goal a few weeks ago, whatever, it's like, all right, open up the floodgates. Here comes 10 goals in the next 20 games. Right? Uh, No, that wasn't the case. So DeBrusque, like he's not a guy that you should trade away or give up on just yet. You, You want to play this game? Fucking Lindholm over his career. If you took his numbers, goals to games, and you you put it over an 82-game pace, it's 21.2 or whatever I said. DeBrusque is 24.3. What are we talking about here? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And this is the thing that people don't realize. DeBrusque's first year, 43 points. Second year, 42 points. Third year, 35 points. Those are all while well, he's scoring 16, 27, and, 20, and 19 goals. He's on pace for a 30-point year this year, which isn't far off from what DeBrusque is. He's just putting up more assists than points. Like, you really want yeah. to have a conversation about this? Jonathan Huberto is making $10.5 million and he has the <laughs> same, amount, same amount of points as Jake DeBrusque right now. You think Calgary's going to want Jake DeBrusque? They already have a fucking problem in Jonathan Huberdeau. They don't need another fucking problem like Jake DeBrusque. It makes no. no sense for them. Like, that's what people don't understand. Trade him to Calgary. Does Calgary want Jake DeBrusque? You know what I mean? Like, it's it, you have to have both teams interested in the fucking trade to make the trade. It just, it, it, it really baffles me that, I don't know. It, it just, it, it kind of shows the... Maybe it's because I'm a hockey nerd and I go through and I check these things. Um, but yeah, just be happy you're not paying him ten and a half million. Like you're paying DeBrusque four million to here. Let's pull up another guy, Philip. But at some point, though, I can understand the frustration. While you're looking that up, I can understand the frustration with Bruins fans with with DeBrusque. Obviously, we're all frustrated with DeBrusque with not being able to find the back of the net. Would we like to find it more? Yes, absolutely. But that's not a guy you give up on. That's not a guy you trade just to trade because he's not fucking producing. Because then what? Like the dildo who's in my fucking mentions the other day saying, oh, trade him, trade him to uh, Edmonton. So what? We trade him to Edmonton and then he gets fucking 30 goals a season. Yeah, playing shotgun we, with McJesus. Fuck yeah, off. We, and we get a fucking bullshit return For just me. because we want to get rid of him because you think he's soft? Shut the fuck up. Like, seriously, get a grip of yourself and actually look at his fucking game. Don't look at the stats. Look at his fucking game. Watch him shift by shift. Watch what he's doing away from the puck. Watch what he's doing uh, on the PK. Like what? Like he's making plays happen. Like I, I sometimes his his decision making really frustrates me. And obviously, you saw that the other night against the Minnesota. I was that's gripping the stick points, too. Minnesota, yeah, like that's a guy who's obviously it's in the back of his head, right? Like he yeah. knows it. It's and, a fact. Um, he he's trying to be a hero right there. That wasn't the play bit you in the ass and the funny thing is too monty says he hates the shot but 10 times out of 10 he wants jake debrus taking that shot it's just not right now or sorry nine times out of 10 sorry just yeah. the one time was that night you don't want yeah to you don't you shot. don't do that three on three with all that ice right exactly like, you, have, and you don't play three on three in the, the lane playoffs. with him there 
Was it Geeky driving the lane with nobody? It was by himself. Or no, no, Coil, Coil, Coil. Was it Coil? Yeah, yeah. But real quick, let's player comp this. Fucking Philip Donos making five and a half million and only has eight more points than fucking Jake DeBrusque. So he's making so he's he's making a million and a half more than DeBrusque playing on a really good fucking LA team with like top to bottom unreal lineup. He only has eight more points than DeBrusque, but his plus minus is the same. Or sorry, his he's plus six. DeBrusque is plus five. Maybe DeBrusque is a third line fucking grind it out. You know, like help the players around you. Maybe like you think LA is paying a million and a half more for exactly what DeBrusque is doing for you on your roster. You really need to fucking put this shit in perspective, Bruins fans, especially the people that are stat watching, because you had him playing with two fucking future Hall of Famers last year. No shit. He almost put up 35 goals. Yeah, yeah I know. Like but... it's so fucking dumb. People just need to take off the glass. God but damn shit, little be fan. A consistent 20 goal scorer, put up 20 goals. Say, say he's a 50 point guy every season. Mm-hmm. That's that's good for me, right? Like, and this is the thing at this point, you might be re signing to Bruce for 3.5 million. You know what I mean? Like, and then we can be talking this time next year with him with the contract at 3.5. And we can we can do a complete 180. Holy shit, he's playing out of his fucking mind. He's 30 gold in that conch. Yeah, like you know, yeah. it's that's the Debrusque factor. Like that's the Debrusque effect right there. You had fucking Coil playing third line minutes at 5.25 for years, okay? And now you have Debrusque doing the same thing Coil was at four million. Can you fucking relax, everybody? Like, I get it. You don't want to lose that game in overtime. I get it. That's a bad play. You want to throw him up on the ninth floor? Fine. But to trade him for the $4 million in cap space to get a third or fourth round pick back is absolutely fucking ludicrous to me. If anything, you let him walk at the end of the year. Worst case scenario, yes. Let yeah. him walk. But I don't see that being the case. I don't think. Dude, Bruce, dude. Or, unless, unless he's asking for fucking seven, eight million. Like, okay, go test free. Oh, yeah. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. someone overpay for you, you fucking dildo. But, There's three, three um, options. You re-sign him at a lower cap hit for a shorter long term. I don't know what. He goes to a team like Arizona next year. or Sorry. Or you let him walk and he goes to a team like Arizona next year. Or San Jose or something for four million to be one of those dumbo players that can't get a contract, or he goes home to Edmonton and plays for a million and puts up fucking forty goals with McDavid. There's three fucking options here. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, those there's those three options. So it's kind of like uh, Bertuzzi betting on himself this year. Getting, exactly. Well, granted, he got more money than that, but he's getting what five, five and a half in hopes of padding his stats for a crazy free agency next year, this upcoming year, when everyone knows, everyone already knew that the salary cap was going to go up. And look how that turned out for him. He's playing with some of the best offensive guys in the game, and he still can't produce. Grants, he's been playing better as of late, but he's still, I mean, you would think he'd have 40 points by now, right? Or at least, or like be a point of game kind of guy, at least at the minimum. But no, I... DeBrusque is a, is a guy that I don't want to give up on. I want him to be a Boston Bruin. I want to see him succeed, and I think he can succeed. But I think it, a lot of this falls on him. And like, Would you be shocked, thing. too, if he doesn't sign test free agency and then signs with the Bruins? 
No, I wouldn't I be wouldn't. shocked at all. It's kind of no. like the Patriot way. Like, all right, like you don't want to sign this deal. Go out and see what you're worth in free agency. Like Patriots have done this a lot. Go mm-hmm. out and find what you're worth in free agency. If you like what you get, let it give us a chance to match it and whatever. But usually they come back with their tail tucked between their legs and they're like, okay, well, you were right. I'm not worth that much. Yeah. I want to be here. I think DeBrusque wants to be here. Um I wouldn't be surprised though if this fan base starts to scare him away with all their negativity. And I get it. Like we can, we we don't necessarily bash on him, but I do. I like I critique his play, like a fan does. Like that's what mm-hmm. we do. We critique his play. Like we're not fucking. I see people putting out tweets like, like oh why why be a fan of a team if like you're if you're gonna like bash on players whatever. It's like we're not like I've seen people bash on players, but we're critiquing. Like yes, like. Mm-hmm. You missed the sh- you missed the net by fucking seventeen miles. We don't want to see that. We mm-hmm. need you to at least come within. Like if he was a little bit closer to the net, you don't get that kind of bouncing. You probably don't get a three on one, right? Yeah, there, right? and the Bruins' glass is fucking bouncy as fuck as it is. We know that from playing and there he, for the past. Like he, he should have known that. He should and know it, that. Exactly. Yeah, and it it goes off the thing of in your everyday job, if you get in trouble or you fuck up. They don't fire you. They don't, you know what I mean? Like you get a write up, they talk to you about it and you see where you can go forward. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the fair weather fans. I don't know if it's my chicken little homies. I don't know who it is, but the, these, these people just need a chip. And that's the thing too. Okay. You're trading to brusque for Lindholm. You still have a secondary scoring problem. Nothing has changed Bruins fans. Not one single thing. What you're trying to do here is keep the brusque and go out and get a secondary scoring guy like you did with Coyle and Joe Hansen in 2019, or like you did with uh, Craig, uh, Craig Smith was a signing, but still he brought secondary scoring his first year or so. Like that's the type of moves you're trying to make here. Like, and let me go through players that are like looking to be on the chopping block that have like, I mean, even go to Eberle. He only has 16 points, four goals in 30 games. I want to bring him in. Leafs aren't moving on from Domi. You could bring in Adam Henrique, who's got 10 goals in 30 games, but he's a centerman. And who are you moving to the wing? Because you're bringing. Pa- what? What's he getting? What's. Sorry, I'm away from my mic. Um, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I was, uh, draining, the, I was draining the fucking beast. But, he's, getting um, paid, he's almost getting paid $6 million this year. So you're bringing yeah, him he's, in. He's, that's, he's getting like, a lot. Yeah, it, the, the, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like. Um, Tarasenko's making five million. I'm sure you can get him from Ottawa for two point five because there's no way they're making the playoffs at this point, in my opinion. You go down the list: Nylander not moving, Reinhardt not moving, Stamkos not moving, Gensel they'd be crazy to move him, Pavelski not moving, Duchesne not moving, Marchessault not, Marcia so not moving, Toffoli not moving, JVR on our team, and then you get to Lindholm, and you are gonna have to give up a pretty fucking penny for that. And he is way. And then two guys below Lindholm, the guy that I keep bringing up. Tarasenko, he's got six goals, 13 assists, 19 points in 25 games. That's a guy you're looking to go out and get at the fucking trade deadline because he brings secondary scoring to your third line. Or you can put him in your second line in a pinch. He plays both sides. He's he's actually listed as a right winger on this, but he does definitely shoots left. I know that. Daniel Sprung, the next guy, not moving. Sean Monaghan, center, you don't need him. Um, and then you get down to Eberly. And then after, guess who's after Eberly, dude? Who? Nick Felino. Six goals, nine assists, 15 points in 31 games. Are you bringing Fliggy back? See, he's not the guy. He's not your top. That's what I'm saying. 
So it's like there isn't a whole lot of options at teams that are looking. You even go to 2025. Now you're getting into the Taveras, Marner, Jamie Ben, Rantna. Like those players aren't going anywhere. Crosby, Drysdale, not going anywhere. Ryan Johansson in Colorado, they're not going to move him. They just paid to go get him. Nikolai Ehler, Brad Marchand's on our team. Like Taylor Hall, he's injured. And then you get down to – I made this point on Drop the Mitts last night. You get down to Andre Kuzmenko who's being a healthy scratch in um, in um, uh, Vancouver right now. This season, he has six goals, 11 assists, and 17 points. Okay, you can bring him in. He's secondary scoring. He's a Russian. He plays left or right wing. He's a right-handed shot. It's almost exactly what you need. You're sending JD back to uh, uh, Western Canada, where he's from in Vancouver. But then you have another problem. Who the fuck's going to keep the puck out of the net? Because that's why Kuzmenko's getting fucking scratched right now in Vancouver. Because Tockett doesn't like his game. And he doesn't play both sides of the puck. So you just lost a penalty killer right there. So you, you, you what do you want to do? Keep the puck out of the net or score goals? Fucking Bruins fans need to pick their poison. And obviously... They prioritize goal scoring over keeping the puck out of the net. And I think they're relying a little bit too heavily on our goaltenders. And you can see, even with the great def- defensive play of Jake DeBrusque and others that you've had as of lately, it's it's still not enough, man. Like I, I The Bruins are prone to like give up some shit goals, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, holy fuck, dude. I like that Omar in in Minnesota against the Minnesota game off the bar. Yeah. Like Allmark all, all let up four goals, but it didn't even feel like that the way no. he was playing. He was fucking phenomenal. That game should have been 10 to three at, oh, yeah. at, at, at minimum that mm. they should Minnesota, any other, any other goaltender, maybe outside of Swayman. If they but, had Gustafson in that. Holy like, shit. He's getting yeah. fucking pulled quicker than I'm not going to say that, but you get what yes. I'm saying. It's um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna go off the rails there, but um, we'll hold back, we'll hold back. the guy that kind of does interest me though is Cam Atkinson, eight goals, eight assists, sixteen points. But he's playing on Philadelphia, who's probably gonna make the fucking playoffs this year. Wild yeah, enough. Right now, you like he's yeah, they're not making that trade. That, Brock but, Nelson, they're not making that trade. Like, no, and sorry, no, you're. For me, if if you're if you're Don Sweeney, you're looking at the West Coast. I don't yeah. think. I mean, just just because looking at the standings right now, Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal, right? They're out of it. I see a lot of people. They they want. Um, well, I guess Montreal really isn't out of it just yet. But I mean, they played 30, 31 games. They have thirty two points, but they know what their position really is going to be. I see. I've seen a lot. There are a lot of people. I put out a tweet. The night after the morning after the Bruins game the other night, and uh, I just asked like, "Hey, like, what do what what do you want to see the Bruins do? Like, make a trade for? Like, I think we like we need goal scoring. We see the problem there. So, who do you think the Bruins should get? So, a lot of people say, "What's the point? We're gonna we're not gonna win the Stanley Cup anyways." Love that fucking enthusiasm, assholes. <laughs> um, we're gonna blow it anyways in the playoffs. We don't have the assets, blah, blah, blah. Again, we don't really have the assets that other teams do, but you've seen trades in the past, like 2019, the Mojo trade. That was mm-hmm. the right piece, right? Got us all the way to uh, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. And uh, you saw how like a, a little trade like that 
coil went a, a couple long months way with a guy that. like coil yeah excuse me sorry um so you you saw what those pieces did together so like you don't need the sexiest name out there you just need the right name and mm-hmm. that's on don that's on don sweeney to figure out the right name but the, the upcoming ufa that, class sucks too yeah i i haven't i remember looking at it briefly and it's not like the sexiest so that's a little bit concerning too i think that's why there's a lot of hype around obviously Lindholm and guys like that. But I, I see a lot of people uh, saying Sean Monahan from Montreal. I don't see Montreal fucking trading to Sean Monahan. No. And like, would then you, then you take Beecher, Beecher, your best centerman face off wise out of the lineup. Like he literally goes on the ice. He half of his minutes in the third period of that Minnesota game, he went on the ice to go take the face off and get off. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's been, and he had a great play the other night for a pot for Pasta. Pasta. Oh, holy shit. But one thing too, <laughs> do you bless you? Thank you. Do you start? <laughs> do you, and I know you've been riding this horse. Um, do you oh. start to look internally? The man, I, the myth, the legend, Fabiano Lysello. <laughs> Hello, baby. No, and I I said this on Davey's podcast. Man, I sometimes I shit post guys. Like, holy fuck. Like, sometimes the worst is I shit posted that um, Maroon hitting McAvoy from behind, which should have been a two-minute minor. I didn't think it was a major, but it goes to the point of, like, there's no consistency in the NHL. And I was like, oh, so surprising. This isn't a five in a game. And it got, like, 800 yeah. fucking lights, and I'm getting yelled at by Leafs fans for being a scumbag Bruins fan. So <laughs> it, it, it sometimes the shit post. And I knew when I said I was going at Sully being a dick to him, like, call up Lysel. It's time. I know the roster freeze already happened. I'm just fucking trying to stir the pot online because I love you all, and I love seeing how fucking mad you guys get online. It, it literally, it's one of my kinks, ass boosted. But <laughs> in all honesty, I think it's time to give Merkulov or Lysel a try, especially with Potra going to the World Juniors. Like, Lysel got a goal last night in Toronto, and he, he doesn't play a two-way game. He'll definitely get benched the whole third period. Probably so will Lysel. That's Monty's MO right now. But I do definitely think it's time to give them an attaboy. They're both playing very well. Like I'm so sick. People that don't even watch these games, they're like, oh, Lysel's been bad this year. Like, what? He's on pace for like a 50-point season in the AHL. Like, and I'm sure we can get in the Mujanel comments if you want to because that was kind of a big thing on Twitter. But, like – at least give one of them a fucking opportunity here. You're having trouble scoring, and that's both that's both what they do. Like Lysel's a playmaker, and fucking Markulov's got an NHL shot. And if you want to give Markulov the call, I I'm not opposed to that. I'm more of a Lysel guy just because I you know I like him. I, I I you know I think he's a little cocky. Does he have imperfections to his game and his attitude? Yes, but don't a lot of us like you know what I mean? Like it. I'm just more of a Lysel guy. I know people are more Mikulov guys, and that's totally fine. But give one of them a fucking chance at this point. No, I I, I agree. Like at some point, you got to see what you have down there. Maybe even if you want to showcase them. I'm not in the business of those guys away. Yeah, you're calling like, Brown, both quits to just to get just to play fucking six shifts. Like, like Steiner, Steen, and nothing against Steiner's game, but he could use a night off. 
He, you know what I, I mean? He was pretty good the other night. I I, I yeah. thought he had a few mistakes, but yeah, no, he can use an idol. I think it's it's good to have have that healthy competition because you kind of have that kid line right on the fourth. You got you got Beecher Lauko and uh, um and Steen, but I don't want them to get too comfortable. Like I I'm starting to get worried about Lauko's game just because it kind of looked like he hit a wall and then turns. Then you end up finding out that he was waiting to kind of get the okay to uh, really flip that switch. And he got the okay and it, it, like his bone structure, every, like everything was fine. So he, he dropped the mitts and then you saw a different, like you saw an engaged different kind of Lauku and Old I'm Lauku. hoping. Yeah. I'm, and I'm hoping to see more of that. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to see more of that. If he wants to stay in the lineup, like that's his fucking game. I obviously he's not going to fight every night, but he's going to be gritty. I mean, even the steen hit that he laid the other night, oh, that's not hit on, on that, that or, Oh, was that, was that Bogosian? Bogosian. Yeah. Oh, that's Bogosian. Yeah. Even, even like, bigger. That, that's a big boy right there. That's a yeah. heavy boy on the back end. He laid We've the ball. We've seen body. those tree steen are yeah. Holy shit. That's what you want to see. Like, yeah. They need to understand what's going to keep them in the lineup, and obviously they have to produce too. But I do want that healthy competition on, on the bottom on the bottom six as well. Like, obviously you're not going to call it Merkulov or or, or Lysel to see them play on the fourth line, but if if they get the call up and you have to drop someone down to the fourth line, one of those guys are the first guy out, and then you see them playing middle six role, like either Lysel or Markulov playing middle six role, and seeing what they can do because you have to see what you have in them. You can be an AHL fucking king. You can be the MVP of the AHL, but can it transition to the NHL? It's a different beast, man. And that's the thing too. What if you bring up Markulov and you get lightning in a pan, and he puts up fucking three goals in four games? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like no. he, he gets the rookie Helps bump. in a few games, and then he hits a little bit of a road, and then and, and he, him he, and Lysel are waiver exempt. I don't know why I said road. He hit a little bit of a, a wall and sent oh, goes back down. Old, road, Jesus. Old town road. <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> um. But but yeah, like in that that's like the theme of this is you give like Monty gave the fourth line and out boy talk the other day. Like, Hey, you guys are slipping. We need you guys to pull it together. Boom. They have one of the best games they've had in a long time. Why? Lysel's having a tough time down there with Mujanel. Mujanel's not liking his game. Well, Sweeney's saying, no, he's playing fine. He got us a goal and he created a great scoring opportunity and drew a penalty for us. Like he's doing everything we're asking, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe he needs a weekend with Monty. You know what I mean? Like maybe he needs some time up at the big club to let him know, hey, you're still a Boston Bruin. He's never like that's my thing about Lysel or Merkulov. They've never laced up as a Boston Bruin. Give them yeah. that opportunity. No, you do, and like you can't just let them sip. Like I, I do think that those two guys need a little bit more time down mm-hmm. there, but. I think giving them a little bit of taste of the NHL, you know, boost their confidence a little bit, then send them back down, see what they can do, see what they can do with the big club, and then send them back down and realize what they have to work on on their game because you're you're going to find out a lot more about yourself in the NHL than you are in the AHL, I would say. And it's so funny, too, the people that want to scratch or trade Dabrowski are the same people that don't want to bring up Merkulov and Lysel. You know so what I mean? You know, it's like, can we fucking have a serious conversation about who you fucking? This is what I said to Davis. So you're gonna scratch DeBrusque and put Patrick Brown in? Does that make you a better fucking team? Yeah. Right. 
You know no, what like, I mean? Like, hey. what are we talking about? But Patra's in Sweden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, yeah scratch to brusque, fine. But do not put fucking Brown in that roster. I'll tell you that for fucking free. No, I know. Like, I'm fucking sick of Brown. I'm sick of Mitchell. He must like, be a great locker room guy, dude. Brown. It's the only thing I he must the fellas must love him. Yeah. Off the yeah. ice. Like that's the only the only thing I can think of at this point is that he's a happy go lucky guy and he's just happy to get his per diem and you know practice with the fellas. Yeah, yeah. That's all he wants, man. He's just trying to live the dream. Like he played seven games for Ottawa last year and he like he's your like it just I don't know. It, I just think uh, people need to really – it's like I've said to you on the podcast the past couple weeks. It's the dog – it's the first dog day of the season, and everyone's losing their fucking minds. And everyone just needs to take a break, take a breather, fucking tap a keg nog with your family. The Bruins are going to be okay, man. Like, they're going to be okay. Like, is this a fucking Vegas? Is this a um, – um, you could even say New York Rangers to this point, like those teams that are okay, they are cop contenders. Maybe not, but we are definitely a contender, and we will definitely be in the playoffs. And we're we're gonna give a team a run for their money in the first round, no matter what. One one hundred percent, and uh, I I think everyone can agree. Still, I, I excuse me, I've said this several times throughout the season. They're playing better than probably ninety nine ninety percent of you expected, right? Like yeah. People are just mad to be mad right now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's Bruins Twitter for you. That's mm. literally Bruins Twitter for you. Mm. Um, but I don't know, man. It it is. I think this was a good therapy session. Yeah, no, it was because <laughs> like Twitter was frustrating, man. The last twenty four forty eight hours, like after that, and um, we always have breaks like this when shit like this happens. Like we don't yeah. play for like three days and we all just fucking marinate together. Yep. And then Bruins fans uh, start to panic over the lines and all that. But mm. no, it's just people need to relax. It's everything's going to be okay. Like it might not be a Stanley cup team right now, but they could surprise some guys. They could su- surprise some teams. And I don't know, man. You just like, have to get in. Yeah, you, you, just last have, year. you just have to get in, and most importantly, whether it's you'd rather these hiccups now and find the right lines, the right combinations, the right everything in March and April, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like this team's not going to look the same in two months. Sweeney's going to make some moves, whether we like them or not, or whether they're the right moves or not. Sweeney is going to go out and do something at the deadline and it's not he's his hands getting forced by the lineup and you know upper management is going to tell him that they need to spend at the deadline there's no way that upper management like the owners of the Bruins are going to be like oh yeah just sit on your hands Don just sit on your hands and see what happens here going so that that's another thing too though is I would not be surprised if no moves were made at the trade deadline I You'll probably hear him in the zero. Mix I would be surprised, but a big move, I wouldn't be surprised. The thing is, though, I, I think a lot of teams are going to know the position that the Bruins are in and hold it against them. I did see yeah. a tweet out earlier. I think it was Elliot Friedman mentioned how uh, people are going to be 
uh, inquiring if they haven't already about Elias Lindholm. And Colorado's in on him. You're getting Colorado, beat out of that. Colorado and the Bruins are in on him. If Colorado wants him, so be it. Uh, that's going to be a scary fucking team, absolutely, if they add him because he's going to have leg some leg great. He's out yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah, and who knows what he'll look like when he comes back, but that's going to that's gonna be a high offensive power team, and they have more that they can give up for that. They just they just traded Tatar to make – like I, I think they're going to – I think Lindholm's going to end up in Colorado. They just traded Tatar for cap space. Why? Yeah. No, and that's fine. They can have him. I oh yeah. I'm not. I just don't, I'm not. Lindholm doesn't move the needle for me. It does. He doesn't. And it starts with Lysel or Merkulov and a first. Yeah. And I I don't like that. Yeah, because I'm definitely more so than ever this year. I'm not giving up a first this year. Because like for- first of all, you don't even have a first round pick going into 2024. So you trade yeah. your first, you trade your 2025 first round pick. Then you're not picking a first round pick till 2026. When was the last time the Bruins picked a first rounder at that point? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I have Lysel and Merkulov taking over JVR and Heinen next season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, if, they, I, if they keep projecting. JVR right now, he's playing... I'd love or, to re-sign him, but he's going to price himself out. Yeah, he's pricing himself out right now, and, and really Heinen is too, right? Oh, yeah. There's no way he's signing for fucking under a million next year. No. I, unless he better really better numbers than JD. Here. Yeah, but I also, like, if he wants to stay here for a million, I don't even think the NHLPA will let him do that. No. And that's the thing, too. Like, like realistically, your fourth line set for next year too. I don't know if St. Steen's resigned, but that's e- like you got Lauco and Beecher as your fourth line next year. It's easy yeah. to find a right-handed shot or right winger to and play with them. You have to imagine they're only going to be better next year. Those two, Ex- exactly. So then you're then rolling in like, that void on the right wing. Yeah, and like if you're walking away from JD, that's where you go out and sign Nylander or name another winger that's a goal scorer. You know what I mean? Nylander is just the first one that comes to mind. That's the big ticket that everyone wants. But it, oh. but you get what I'm saying. Like you you need to. This isn't about just this year. This was always no. a bridge year. Yeah. Yep. No, it was always a bridge year. Everyone knew that. Now that the team's surprising everyone and they're actually competing for not just a playoff spot, but first place. Now everyone's fucking panicking because mm-hmm. if they didn't get off to this hot start, Twitter right now would be like, okay, well, if the, if they were, say, a 500 team or right over 500, they'd be like, okay, well, you, you expected that out of this team this year, but it sucks to see a blah, blah, blah. It's like with the goaltending you have, you should be better. It's like like no they're playing they're playing better than they should be right now and a lot of that has to do with the coaching and the goaltending yeah. right like and let- give coaching the props even though like we don't agree with everything they with everything they do and especially monty but at the end of the day like that's what's making one of the big differences obviously having two top tier goaltenders is a huge help and the, so let me ask you this too let's play a fucking fun hypothetical game let's say we have Bergeron instead of pacha this year okay and okay. Dabrowski is still producing how he is right now. That's when you trade him for Lindholm. And you, you know, like you get Bergeron another cup. Do you know what I mean yes, by that? Yes, yeah. Right? That's the trade you make last year. Yeah, 100%. Right? And this is my point. Like, 
You you don't. You why are we selling? Last year, but and why are you selling the fucking farm? Or why do you want to sell the farm for an a year where like we're talking about like just get in? You know what I mean? Like I know. Yeah, it makes no sense. You're in no position to do sell this shit. You're not like you're not going to be picking in the top five, so you're not getting that first rounder back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I mean, you don't have many picks anyway, so why not, not just sell go for it and try to surprise yeah. the team and make a deep run, or whatever? Don't just, I don't know. I mean, I as a team, as how the team is structured right now, as it is, like I do think they could surprise some folks in the playoffs. Um, I, I do think some guys can take that next step. And like, I think Morgan geeky would be a great guy in the playoffs for us. Obviously we don't know what he's capable of in the play. Well, we saw what he did with, with um, Seattle, but he's on a different kind of team right now with a different kind of role. So who knows what a guy like him can do? JVR Shat and Kirk, you know, like mm-hmm. those veteran guys, like they could really surprise, surprise a lot of you guys in, in the playoffs. Like JVR is a playoff performer. Yeah. That's where he made most of his most of his money. Sharon Kirk's been fucking like, I mean, he Dude, he almost had a goal the other night that yeah, like I if he scored that, I was gonna fucking put out like some kind of Bobby Orr tweet because he just <laughs> stepped up in the play and like I thought you were gonna say a booty hole pick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta pay for those. You gotta pay for those. No, yeah, no dogs on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so I don't know, man. People need to fucking relax. I. Trading it's December twenty whatever. Like relax, Tra- everybody. Yeah, and, and trading DeBrusque isn't gonna fix your problems, right? Like mm-hmm. fixing your problems is trying. Oh shit! Uh, is trying to help DeBrusque fix his problems and work with him because what you can trade him now for the return is gonna be much less, and you're not gonna get a guy who can score the fucking like score a free will basically. Yeah, you're like gonna... the trade you're making right now is DeBrusque. Like this is the only uh, – if you're making a trade right now, I, I don't know. Like the, you got to somehow try and package Grizz and DeBrusque for something, and that doesn't make you a better team. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No. And who wants them? And who has the cap to take them on? I the, That too. Like in a, in a cap – Strapped. Strapped, yeah. I was like, that was a tongue yeah. twister. I always like, say it, and I, I listened to us yeah. one time, and I was like, the cash trash trash league. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I'm gonna slow it down here, but um, no, yeah, but, but mean, it is, it's a cap strap league right now. Like, right Fuck now, you, going Gary. into free agency, you got, I mean, right now, like, if the season were to end, you, you got like, there aren't many sexy names Reinhardt, uh, Stamkos, Nylander, uh, Gensel. Enrique. Enrique. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what I'm saying, dude. And then and you really, really want to go down there? Yeah, that's what up. I was just going to say. You want to go down? Anthony Mantha is almost making $6 million producing what JD's producing. If they want to sell to us Anthony Mantha for cheap, and maybe he I'll just needs him. to train the scen- scenery, absolutely. That's a big body right there, too. Oh, yeah. I know my oh, boy yeah. Gas would be happy about that because he can throw him with Zaka and Pasternak. Let's get crazy. Yeah, let's get horny. Let's see what can happen, baby. And then maybe lights a fire under. DeBus- you know who's, you know who's came back from injury and playing unbelievable. That I think would be a good sneaky pickup for the Bruins is uh, Anthony Duclair. 
in San oh, Jose. Duclair would be a nice pickup. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But he's he's good right now. He's going to be fucking expensive, eh? Well, he only had like he had a really slow start to the beginning of the year. But if he um, if he keeps his consistent play up, then yeah, uh, up till March eighth, like fuck, dude, you're you're not gonna have the assets. That's why I want to see Sweeney make a trade in like January or early February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want you waiting till trade deadline day because then that's when you fuck yourself. Well, this is the thing: resign Swayman. Resign Swayman in January and figure out yeah. what you got cap wise because that to me de- determines what you're doing this trade deadline. Because are you going to get the guy with term? Are you going to get the guy that you know you can resign? You know what I mean? Then you yeah. know your number. JD, you know, is going to fall between three and five million now, depending on how he sent- ends his season. So that's just, you could, yeah. you know, like, knock it at five just to like. You know, whatever, just to put five million off He's your cap. Definitely not getting six anymore. No, anyway. no. And then you figure out what's is Swayman taking six for six. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of shit you worry about in January, and then come February first. All right, who are we going to get? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I agree there. Like the sooner the better. Obviously, you don't have to pull the trigger right now. You 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 do have the luxury of having some time. Uh, just would you be shocked if they wait the sign swayman i think it's january they resign him like yeah i think i think he has an extension before the season's over oh yeah they'd be insane not to no yeah you can't you can't let him get to free agency even close no god you'd be so fucked is he our he's not an rfa though right yeah but he has arbor is he let me check some real quick yeah look up swayman 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 no, nah, he, he there's can't no be, way, right? right? I don't know. Goalies are weird. Oh, he is. He's an RFA. So that's the thing. And he has arbitration. He has arbitration rights again. So you do not want to do that again. Because he's getting eight, you getting that. he's yeah. getting eight million. Yeah. If you go to arbitration. Yeah. But it does yeah. So like you're not gonna lose him, right? No, you can't you lose might. him. But that's the yeah. thing. Do you want to trade him? Because if you're going to arbitration, you better fucking trade him because you you you're, you're, yeah, I'm not paying him $8 Yeah, like that's a good, like you could get obviously back into the first round with him if you oh, want to. Probably trade top five. Yeah. Probably top five. Yeah, because that's a franchise goalie right there for the next Celebrini? What, 10 years. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Arizona's fuck, like, man. fuck, or no, not Arizona. That's a bad example. Who the fuck's about Buffalo? Uh, Send Buffalo. them to Buffalo. That'd be awful. They're honestly have 17 goalies. Yeah, but well, Devin Levi is supposed to be the future, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, you could have a future of Levi and Swayman. Ooh. Oh, even though Levi's struggling, though. Yeah, but it's a sophomore slump. Yeah, it's not even. The He's same still thing. a rookie this year. Is he? I thought he played like, oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, good. Goldie's is technically a rookie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, anything else you want to add? I don't know. I think it's a great pod, dude. I think we I think literally – I was literally just thinking about it when I went to go grab my last beer, and I was like, man, we fucking have been – we hit the Pacha World Juniors. We talked about, you know, like coaching Monty, struggles, trade deadline stuff. Like, we're gearing up, baby. No, we, we are fucking horned up for this uh, – for everything right now. We shit on all the fucking simps, burners. <laughs> this has been jam-packed episode. I feel like I feel like this is one of our better episodes in the past month or so. 
during this first dog days. Oh shit! No, it, it's it, we we came prepared. Not really, mm-hmm. but we were we knew what we were going to touch on, and we knew what we were going to do. And um, we this is going to be finally one of those episodes too, where like I don't like think back uh like friday afternoon or and i'm like fuck you know what we should we should have talked about this or whatever like i do that because i don't i don't like doing notes man because then i like then i'm in my own head that's not our pod though that's what people don't understand like we don't edit this we don't fucking put notes we we boosie literally sit down and just go all right you want to talk about this this and this all right and i'll be like yeah i want to add this this and this and then we literally bomb record and that's that's literally how this thing goes so uh i want to shout out real quick before we wrap it wrap it uh i want to shout out davis one more time for having me on drop the mitts it was a great episode go listen if you don't subscribe or listen to that podcast already it's under the pod uh the pod the primetime pod um umbrella um we will be doing a live stream tonight for the winnipeg game uh oh, be, yeah. um, we'll be uh starting the stream at 7 30 thank you to everybody who's been coming out to those that i can't believe the reception we had i think we almost had i think we're up to 2,000 viewers on our last one which is fucking insane and we owe that shit all to you guys because we can make this happen without you guys so uh, be lookout or be ready for that live stream tonight. Be on the lookout for the, the Latvia Canada live stream. Me and Davis are gonna do. When is that game? Um, at the twenty seventh at one thirty. Okay. So we'll be on at one o'clock. Uh, grab your. Make sure you get all your Christmas beers ready for one o'clock on the twenty seventh. And yeah, man, it's, it was a fucking great episode again. Fucking rights, baby. We. We let it rip, and we did not disappoint. But yeah, no, ch- yeah, check dude. out all that. Uh, looking forward to tonight's stream, man. It's going to be Empty Netter, man. boys. Empty Netter, boys. Uh, some other primetime people popping in in and out, probably, I'd imagine. I, I'll i probably Irish goodbye, motherfuckers, again. <laughs> and uh, I will not be taking the edible tomorrow or tonight, though. That's for sure. Uh, who knows? Never say never, but no, it's a great episode. Fucking banger. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's been another phenomenal episode. Shout out Bobby Brewski for shooting us over so many Bobby corners. Um, Appreciate everything. It's been, we, we got one more episode before the new year, obviously after this, but it's been a phenomenal first half of the year uh, with all you guys. I mean, basically we're a season this is our first full year together yeah like me and you we're over a full year now yeah yeah no it's and and it's been a lot of fun man obviously since bringing you on and i'm really excited what 2024 has in the future for not just us but prime time and all the other great people that we work with uh we Mm. have some there's some phenomenal pods over there there's a lot of hard workers over there people have been busting their ass and um it's 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 really been a fun year and I, i'm looking forward to just having some downtime with the family this weekend finally getting yeah. everyone together as you get older it's hard to get everyone together uh, with my brother live one of my brothers living in new hampshire new and hampshire. All, kind of all of us just over the place so it's nice to have some downtime uh with the family watch some bruins this weekend uh some football a little bit of everything there are because there are going to be live streams of other sports too. So uh, be yeah. if 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 you like other sports, basketball, football, 
uh, obviously when baseball comes back and stuff like that. Uh, make sure you go fo- follow Primetime at Primetime Prods. Underscore. Also, if you're looking to start a baseball podcast, hit up Primetime because we've been lacking in that, and I, I know there's one in the works, but there's no yeah. Red Sox, no Yankees. Like I know all you or New any, Englanders. If you, yeah, if like, you want to write or not just baseball, but if you want to do – other sports too. UFC, like I want to start dipping into other stuff. So if you have an interest in doing this type of thing and you thought, oh, maybe primetime doesn't do this, it doesn't hurt to fucking reach out. No, it doesn't. We hurt got at all. we brought Professor a puck on, and he gave us three out of four fucking bets on the live stream last week. Fucking right. That was literally just a DM he sent me. Yeah, no, and, and that ended up working out great because now he's starting to catch fire. But, it, it, yeah, if you're interested, go check out uh, our Twitter at Primetime Prods. Uh, you'll see the link there. You can fill something out. Uh, Websites like about Yeah, you, you can inquire or you can even DM too um, uh, about whatever something that you might be interested in and we'll commu- uh, someone will communicate with you. You can, If you don't have Twitter, you can check out the website. Uh, it will be in the description as well the show description as well but primetimeproductions.net um and uh well yeah and it's a great team it's been a lot of fun especially as of lately and these live streams have been a fucking blast but that'll wrap it up for episode 63 the captain episode brad big dick martian himself guys have a safe holiday Holidays, holidays, safe holidays. Holidays. Have a happy holidays. Have a happy holidays. Stay safe. There you go. We love you guys. Hug your loved ones. Yeah. Have some fun. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Go Canada, bitch. Fuck you.